Hey, sustainable fashion supporter. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Today is a special episode because we are celebrating Recloseted's one-year birthday. Instead of talking about a sustainable fashion tip or giving business or marketing advice to sustainable fashion brands, I wanted to do something a little bit different today, and I hope you don't mind. Basically, I thought I would overview all of the lessons and tips I have learned throughout this whole year of running my business and also do some reflecting and send you some gratitude towards the end of the episode as well, aka things will get cheesy and you can not listen if you don't like that stuff, but let's get into it. To start off with, let's talk about some of the things I've learned in this past year. First and foremost, I've really learned that when you believe in something and you get an idea for something, you gotta pursue it with everything you've got. Life is way too short to wonder what if or live with regret. So if you have an idea or you get something that you feel called to do, I 110% believe that you should go for it and you should do it. Building off of that, you have to have courage to do it. I think that lots of people underestimate how much courage it takes to actually start your own business. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do because it can be really scary and overwhelming and really stressful. And sometimes you don't know where to start. You also don't know if it'll flop and you also don't know what people will think. And I've been there. I remember when I first started out with Recloseted, there was a million and one things to do, like set up the website, set up the Instagram, figure out my brand positioning, my tone of voice all that stuff. At the end of the day, all you got to do is continue to chip away at it every single day. Take baby steps, break it down, and it'll eventually snowball and you'll look back on all the work you've done and you'll be like, holy shit, I built a business, which is essentially what happened with me. Build a plan, obviously, but chip away at it and just keep doing it. I think that's the most important thing. Don't give up, just continue to chip away at it. Along with the overwhelm, the unknowns, I also feel like we can be in our own heads and be our own worst critics sometimes. But again, like I believe that if you feel called to do something and you believe in whatever it is you want to do, you need to take the plunge, believe in yourself, work hard, be patient, and one day things will happen and you'll be successful. Not that that's the goal, but I think a lot of us when we're first starting out are just afraid of failing or what other people will think, but at the end of the day, none of that really matters. Speaking of what other people may think, I usually don't swear on this podcast and I've already said shit, so may as well say fuck as well, (laughs) but straight up fuck the haters because at the end of the day, if you're doing something that's worthwhile, not everyone's going to resonate with it or get it, and that's okay. All that matters is whoever you're serving or adding value to, so long as they get it and they appreciate what you're doing, that's all that matters. You just need to resonate with your target consumer and that's it. Don't let the fear of what other people will think stop you from pursuing your passion. I think that's so important and it's always so sad to see. I have friends who tell me they have all of these ideas and all of these things they want to do, but they're afraid of what their parents would think or their significant other or their friends. And I think at the end of the day, if the people in your life really love you and support you, they're going to be cheering you on no matter what. And I'm going to butcher this quote or saying, but I heard someone say this and it really resonated with me, which is, 
at the end of the day, your fear of starting your business or your service or your product is actually really selfish because you obviously see some sort of need or gap in the market that would benefit someone or something. And for you to not do that because you are afraid of what other people will think is actually kind of quote unquote selfish because you need to think about the person you're serving, be it a female millennial that loves to bike and cycle, I don't know. But think about the person you're serving and put them in view and then your worries and your fears and your anxieties don't seem as important anymore. What's truly important is helping that person. You're doing this for them, not for you, so put your ego and your fears aside. Also, I really learned the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people. I kind of just alluded to it, but if the people in your life don't support you and love you no matter what, you need to find some new people to surround yourself with, which may seem cutthroat and may seem a little harsh, but it's true. Life is way too short to be surrounded by people that bring you down and don't genuinely cheer you on and are in your corner. Make sure that you are around people that uplift you, inspire you, motivate you to do better because I think that's so important. You've probably heard this, but we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So make sure the five people around you that you spend the most time with improve you and uplift you. It's also really important to surround yourself with mentors or get mentorship because, again, you want to continue to be motivated and learn and stay hungry and stay thirsty, you know, all of that cheesy stuff. And while it's important to have mentors locally and have people you meet up with in person, I'm sure that in your industry or in your field, there's people you look up to that are quote-unquote famous, and they may not necessarily have time to meet one-on-one with people, but what they probably have done, which is what a lot of successful people do, is share their wisdom and knowledge with the masses. And this looks like typically them writing a book, them doing multiple podcast interviews, YouTube interviews, videos, etc., Make sure you soak up all of that knowledge that they give you for free because it's all out there in the world. You just have to search for it. And speaking of searching for things, I think my motto for the past year has been everything is figure outable. And it's so true. We're so lucky in today's day and age where knowledge is just at our fingertips. You know, we have the interwebs, we have free online courses, you can use your network, you can use your friends' friends, you can go to school. Like, there's knowledge literally everywhere, and everyone started at zero. You don't become an expert overnight. You just have to put in the hours, the perseverance, and you generally have to have a passion for something. I'm living proof of that. For example, for the Recloseted Handbook, which for those of you that don't know, I self-published an ebook and I'd never written a book before. I figured it out. I also wanted it to look really, really aesthetically pleasing because I am kind of OCD like that. I learned and self-taught myself how to do Illustrator with the help of my friend Joey. Shout out to Joey if you're listening. With her help and with Google, I was able to figure it out. And that's just one example I'm also living proof that if you are passionate about something and you genuinely research it, you can be an expert in that field. I didn't know much about sustainable fashion before, and now I'm doing consulting for it, right? For brands and helping people. And you have to remember that like doctors didn't come out of the womb knowing how to be a doctor. They went to school and they put in work. Everything is figure outable, and that is my motto, I think, for the rest of my life. And I think it should be your motto too. Like just because you don't think you're an expert, I'm sure you know more than the average person. Just do it. And my last tips are more mental health related and I think they're probably the most important tips. And even if you're not an entrepreneur or thinking about starting your own business, I think that mental health and taking care of yourself is applicable to literally everyone. 
Life in general can be an emotional roller coaster, but I found that entrepreneurship in particular definitely is a roller coaster. And I don't think it's just me. Like I've talked to other entrepreneurial friends and they all agree with this. So I wanted to talk about that. At the beginning, it's typically just you, unless you have co-founders, things like that. But typically, it's just one person starting out and you're a solopreneur. There's no one else around you telling you what to do. You may feel stressed or overwhelmed, all of that stuff. I feel like the highs can be so high. Like when you have a big win or something great happens, you can feel like you're on top of the world. But on the flip side, the lows can be really low as well, especially if, you know, you don't know if what you believe in is going to work or you don't know if people are going to see your vision or you don't know if you're going to be able to scale and do what you really want to do. And so I think the emotional roller coaster, literally of the ups and the downs can be really taxing. Personally, for me, I've just kind of learned to ride the waves. When I first experienced this, my first gut reaction was to try to level myself out. So instead of that kind of up and down, I tried to just become a little numb, if you will, which sounds really bad and scary. But, you know, if something good happened, I would try to dampen my excitement. And if something bad happened, I would automatically try to make myself happier. That isn't necessarily healthy. I mean, it kind of makes sense because I was trying to avoid the whiplash of the up and down. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to be present. And, you know, if something great happens, you should celebrate it and definitely feel happy and feel joyful about it. And if something bad happens, I think that you need to not be too hard on yourself. You need to learn the lesson that you're meant to learn and let yourself feel bad about it. Like you don't need to automatically try to make yourself happy or try to fix the solution right away. Sometimes it's good to just sit in it and be present. It's a wild ride for sure, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think that it's so important to enjoy the journey and the process and not just think about the end state or where you want to go. Because so often like time passes, your business will grow, things will happen, and you'll have a new set of problems. A lot of us will think far into the future and think about the goals we want to achieve, but we never really sit and be present and enjoy the now. A lot of us will be like, oh, I'll be super happy when I get my first sale or my first client, or I'll be happy when I bring in $10,000 in revenue in one month, or I hit 100K, or I hit a million dollars. And with each milestone, yes, you should 100% celebrate it, but that comes with a whole set of new problems. And I think that the grass is always greener. You need to be thankful when you're small that you can try things and be nimble. And I don't think you would be public right off the bat, but like, you know, you're not public yet, so you can do a lot of different things. And maybe you have a small team, so then you guys all get to know each other. Because as soon as you grow, yes, like you can hire more people and they can do more stuff, but then you have to do people management and like things come with a whole slew of new problems. So my point is that you should enjoy the now and enjoy this ride because you'll never get back what you used to have. I look back to a year ago and I and I kind of miss the days where it was like literally just me and I had no idea what I wanted to do and it was super blue sky. I still think my business is pretty blue sky, but I think that it's just really important to be present and enjoy the now. Kind of just ride out this roller coaster ride. I've also personally been doing a lot of self-development work, like meditating and going to yoga, and that's really helped me and my mind. 
because I'm more present and attuned to myself and also to my business, I also haven't cried as much as I have cried in the past year, which is kind of funny. But I read a quote by someone and she was saying how, you know, like people ask her often why she cries so much. And she just says she cries as much as she laughs because she is actually attuned to herself and present with herself and like gives herself what her body needs. And I think that's important. Um, I think a lot of the times we will push through things, keep going, keep checking off boxes off our to-do list. And that's why burnout is a thing. And I think that it's so, so, so important to take care of yourself. Speaking of burnout, I have really learned the power of taking care of yourself. And I know I've kind of been talking about this for the last half of the, or not last half, but the last part of this episode already. But after I wrote the Recloseted Handbook, I definitely burnt out. My productivity hit an all-time low. And I'm someone that prides herself in like doing a lot of stuff and staying on the go. That was really shitty to see. Like I just didn't have a lot of motivation and energy to do stuff. And that was the first time that had quite honestly ever happened to me. It was really scary. I just said, you know, like, Selena, like, this is your body's way of telling you that you need to hit the brakes. And so I just took a break for about a month. I took it very easy. I wasn't really working with clients. I put myself on hold for a month. And that was honestly really, really eye-opening and great. And that's why now I meditate and I do yoga and I really make time to take care of myself. Because at the end of the day, if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of my business. And I also can't take care of my employees and my to-do list and all this other stuff. So it's so important to take care of yourself. I now have a list of non-negotiables or boundaries, as we like to say in the self-development world. But, you know, like working out three times a week, meditating twice a day, going to yoga at least once a month scheduling some sort of meditation workshop every other month like things like that are put in place and meant for me to take a pause because I know that I'm someone that's always running 365 days like that's just how I roll and so I know that I need to literally schedule things in and it sounds so sad but like I literally have to schedule in breaks for myself because I'm generally so passionate about my business and I could do it all day if I could you know if I didn't have to sleep I would totally do recloset it all day If you're starting your own business or you're really passionate about your day job or whatever, just make sure that you still make time for yourself and you give yourself those breaks. So those were some of my tips and my main lessons. I hope it helped. Um, I feel like I rambled a lot, but here's to more rambling because I had a couple things I wanted to talk about and reflect on. From doing all of this work, I've really realized that sustainability is imperative. Like there's no way we can keep living and consuming the way we are and be okay. I just talk about and focus on fashion a lot of the times. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll bring on guests that talk about beauty and skincare and also zero waste and food and all of that stuff. But I just talk about fashion predominantly. And that's just one segment of the pie and one portion of the problem. There's things like single-use plastics that also keep me up at night and food waste and just all of the garbage we're consuming. So it's really, really imperative. And I think that we need to take action. This journey has also been so rewarding for me. When people ask me what's the thing I'm most proud of when it comes to recloseted, it's not that I was able to break even in under a year or that I hit a 10k month, like, you know, all of those kind of checkmark boxes in the business world. It's the fact that I get to make a genuine impact on the fashion industry and change people's behaviors. I think that's so, so, so cool. 
I self-published an ebook, which is the Recloseted Handbook, as you guys know. And to this day, I still get DMs from people that say, you opened my eyes. I never thought about this. I never considered the harmful impact that my clothing had. Because of you, like I don't shop at these stores anymore. Or because of you, like I really think twice before I buy something. And messages and thoughts like that just really, really, really make my day because it just shows me that I was able to create this movement and it's worldwide and people are talking and people are thinking differently. And that is so cool and so rewarding to me. That is definitely my most proudest accomplishment. It also genuinely warms my heart when I can take my business and marketing and sustainability expertise and help fashion brands grow, scale, and change for the better because I think that at the end of the day is important because brands that deserve to grow need to be able to grow and scale and big brands that have a big impact that want to do good need to have the right processes and implementation in place so they can do that. And so that's also been really rewarding as well. And lastly, I wanted to end this episode off on a cheesy note and thank you because honestly, without all of your support, we wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't be able to do all of the things that I have done. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. For example, if you are listening to this podcast episode, it probably means that you have subscribed to Recloseted Radio. And if you haven't, this is a great opportunity to do some shameless self-promo and tell you to subscribe. (laughs) But in all seriousness, though, like, thank you so much for following our movement, sharing it with your friends or family, showing your support by getting our handbook. Honestly, when you invest in a local business, it really means the world to them. And that kind of funding is helping them and allowing them to be able to do more stuff. So if you bought our handbook, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And then, of course, like if you shared it, like I mentioned, that also really helps us as well. And just the fact that you guys get it and you're on this journey with us to write the harmful fashion industry is so cool. And I'm so grateful and so touched and so inspired by it. Also, to all the sustainable fashion brands that I had the pleasure of working with so far, thank you so much. I think it's amazing and I'm genuinely so inspired and so motivated by you guys every single day. I love what you guys stand for and I love that I was able to help you guys. So keep killing it and keep doing you. And that was today's episode. I know it was a little bit different, but you know what? We're celebrating Recloseted's one-year birthday and I hope you enjoyed it. Give me some feedback. Do you like these kind of more, you know, entrepreneurial chat type episodes? If so, just send us a DM at Recloseted or send us an email, hey at recloseted.com. And again, thank you so much. And we will be back next week with another episode because we release episodes every Thursday. 